Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Levers. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Wrong and Wronger. And once again, your New Year's resolution to never watch this show again has been broken. <laughs> James, we're here. I got my hippy dippy poet guy wig on and a little bit of bubbly because we're recording this on New Year's Eve. How are you doing today, James? I am doing wonderful because you are going to tell me a poem because I want to bet. Do you want to tell people about that? Well, it seems like Twitter kind of blew up when we announced this thing. So I'm sure everybody, including Will Wheaton, knows about this. Obviously. But we. <laughs> I'll ask him when we play hoops again next. Uh, there was a football game of some consequence last night that involved the home team of both of our towns, mm -hmm. Nashville and Indianapolis. So Breakwell and I had a side bet that because the winner of that game goes to the playoffs and the loser of that game goes home crying and has to watch Wrong and Wronger. And so we had a side bet that the losing team, the uh, person, he or I, who lives in that town, has to write a poem to honor the one in the winning town. And James, it was a close game, just until the coin toss. Yeah, yeah then it kind of went, went away. Actually, I've only watched one game this season, and it was that game, specifically so I could enjoy you losing. So I do, <laughs> I do appreciate you bringing that to my attention. So we do have a lot to debate today, and uh, this can double as your compliments. So let's go ahead and get this poem out there, because it's what the people really want. All right. So this is a poem, and I call it In Honor of Dishonor, because I can't <laughs> believe I'm having to do this. But uh, <clears throat> now, should I do it in the hippy-dippy voice? No. no. I'll read it dramatic. There's, there are enough strikes like against Pacenda. you already. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Without further ado. And it's a two-pager. Like, I got to turn the page wow, in the middle of this. this is thing. big. I know. And literally, I... I did this at midnight and a half, 12.27 a.m. this morning is when wow. I penned this thing because I wasn't going to have time this morning. I had to run my mother to the airport. So this is the best I can do on no sleep and short notice because I thought for sure the Titans would win. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Here we go. Are you ready, James Brown? I am ready to have my heart moved by how awesome you think I am. <laughs> Let's hope it moves and then stops. All right. Here we go. I tip my cap to Breakwell, my funeral pyres burn. The Titans came up losers, thrashed from stem to stern. Lady Luck, her party dress, Steve up chucking with his head down in the bowl, dazzling white water swirling until the light is doused and hope is dead. I tip my cap to Breakwell as the doors begin to shut. On pride, this wonderful poet eviscerated guts because the jabs and the names and the joust it's insane and <laughs> unicorn blows and blows and bellows and busters into a hurricane i tip my cap to break well to us more than a game f the patriots i'm not wearing <laughs> pants that's the way i go well 
Are, are we done? Is that over? <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're done, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I, I applaud you, not literally. I don't want to disturb the audio, but I will applaud you metaphorically for kind of sort of <laughs> glancingly referencing how great I am. Like, it could have it could have really emphasized what a wonderful person I am, but you kind of obliquely referenced it, so I'm okay with that. Uh, and you really sold it. There was some passion there. I could tell you really mean every kind of sort of nice thing you said about <laughs> me, so thank you for that. I actually wrote you a poem, too. Uh, probably took me about 10 seconds to write just in case the Colts lost. Cause again, I, I didn't follow any games this season. So I don't mean the compliment in this poem because I'm not obliged to compliment you, but this is going, <laughs> this is going to double as my compliment for you for today before we actually announce the topic. So here is my poem for you. Oh. And I'm going to have to look over to the side to remember it's a haiku five, seven, five in terms of syllables. <laughs> so you can count them out. Line one, dear Steve Olivas. The ugliest man alive is not you, I guess. Boom, five seven five. That's my heartfelt poem. <laughs> but I don't mean oh, it. I... Yeah, I, I don't mean it because you know I don't have to compliment you. So there you have it. Two different approaches to poetry. One is obviously better than the other. But thanks for trying, Steve. Thanks for trying. <laughs> well, I think we all know which is better. <laughs> mine was mine was a haiku following one of the oldest forms of poetry hit you know hitting the rhythm and meter and all of that and yours was it was like crazy freeform beatnik stuff mine used the word eviscerated it is that's not really a poetical word that's a that's a that's a word of oppression and tyranny steve i don't think the poetry community would appreciate that yeah, but I'm talking about you. Oh, that's true. I do appreciate that. So totally different. Yeah. Anyway, we have a topic to talk about today. And that topic we is, do. should you or should you not make a New Year's resolution? Your resolution was to uh -huh. not listen, and you listened anyway, you being the listeners. <laughs> Steve's resolution was to less, be less awful, and he failed as well. I don't make resolutions what? typically, but let's see if I do according to the coin. So go ahead and flip that Guam quarter of fate, and let's see what I'm arguing today. I have the actual Guam Quarter of Fate back this week. I got it back from Mrs. Steve. So the actual Guam Quarter of Fate has two sides. And what shall they represent for you, James? Heads, Redwell? I'm making a New Year's resolution. Tails, I'm not making a New Year's resolution. Ooh, all right. Yes. Heads is yes. All right. It is up. It is uh -oh, down. I'm in a little bit different of a space today <laughs> because I'm in my son's gaming area uh -oh. because I needed... I needed the phone. I don't have a phone in my office yet. It is actually heads. So you have, yes, you should make a New Year's resolution. Wow, that's good because I'm going to make one this year because <laughs> New Year's resolutions make you better people. If we're not going to try to improve ourselves, we might as well just lie down and die. Yes, we might fall short. Yes, it might be an impossible goal. But if we don't strive for greatness, why are we even walking this earth? We have to try to better ourselves. And we might fail and come up short 99 times out of 100. But it is the struggle, the journey, the push that moves us forward as a species. The thing that helps us achieve our, our, our fitness goals. The thing that make us <laughs> want better for our children and our grandchildren. It is about hope. It is about dreams, and I don't know how you can simply give up on that and say you don't want to make a New Year's resolution. Are you okay being mediocre, Steve? Is that where you want to leave your life? Please, do tell. James, I aspire to be mediocre someday, <laughs> and it's not going to be through the use of New Year's resolutions because... Uh, what happened about three minutes ago is exactly why you don't make resolutions. <laughs> because Breakwell resolved to not make resolutions, and then he has to turncoat on himself. 
and suddenly argue for New Year's resolutions because that's what happens, James. People make resolutions, the gymnasium near your house, and I can't imagine there's one anywhere near where you live, but that's going to be stuffed with like a pasty white blubbery people for about four days and then it'll be a ghost town for the rest of the year because that's how it goes. Why crush your spirits? I'm a psychologist, James. I want people to be even Stephen and easy-go-lucky. And if you set high goals, nobody achieves those. Look around you at the world. Look at Twitter. Are those amazing, wonderful people on Twitter? Oh, my God, it's just amazing. They can get up and tie their own shoes. They can't. That's why they're on the phone all day. Why make New Year's resolutions when you know failure is imminent? You will be the best you you can possibly be for about two and a half days, and then you fall back into a pie pan filled with blueberry filling. So, by the way, my New Year's resolution for two years in a row was to get the heck off this podcast, and yet here I am. So how do you think that feels for me? Feels. There's no way you should do it because it's a setup for failure. Well, it is a setup for failure, but life is a setup for failure. But that doesn't mean you aspire to failure. It means you try not to fail, and sometimes you might succeed by accident. You can't simply give up on life. And yeah, maybe those people don't always hit their fitness goals, but the fact that they're trying, the fact that they're aware that they need to better themselves, means that maybe in some small way they won't, you know, they won't lose a hundred pounds, but maybe they'll lose ten just by thinking about it all year and thinking, boy, I should really get to the wow. gym. Maybe I'll just skip eating a candy bar this time. Maybe that's how they'll get there. Just an overall awareness that you want to be a better person, that this year you should be a better person than last year. I mean, why do you think New Year's resolutions are a thing? Everybody talks about them this time of year. And how many people do you have going out and openly saying, I'm not going to make a New Year's resolution? Just you, Steve. Just you. Because the rest of humanity wants to move forward. Because we are not so arrogant as to believe we are perfect. We <clears throat> all have things to improve. Except maybe me. But everybody else has something to improve. <laughs> and based on that, we should try. And why not set a goal? Why not set a deadline? As a psychologist, you know that if you want to achieve a goal and actually work towards it, a key component of that is a deadline. You got a start date, you got a deadline, otherwise it's just going to happen someday and you never get started. So the fact that you give yourself a 12-month block of time starting on January 1st, which is super <laughs> easy to keep forward, gives you the greatest chance of success, even if that chance of success still isn't 100%. Nothing in life is guaranteed. Take a risk, Steve, and try to be better. I don't know, James. I know one of your mottos is start slow and then taper, <laughs> and so... I just want to make sure people can achieve what they set out to achieve. And if your goal is to not do anything different this year, I think, bam, you got it, baby. You are set up perfectly to achieve everything that you set your mind to. Why put lofty goals, stop smoking, lose weight, be a better husband? I mean, obviously, <laughs> nobody can achieve what I've achieved in the husband department. I'm like Aquaman with curly hair today. But I want people to just be happy, be content. Isn't the whole thing with children now, we try to convince them they're perfect just the way they are? Let's take that and apply it to adults. You're perfect just the way you are. We're going to try to artificially inflate the self-esteem of every adult out there, starting with you, James Breakwell. Take a look in the mirror and say, I am perfect in every single way. And all of a sudden, like you said, put your mind to it and bam, there you are. You are perfect in every way. I got to go wash my mouth out with soap now because I got this weird taste in it. But now, New Year's resolutions, I'll tell you what, when you say who says don't make New Year's resolutions, I used to be a columnist for the newspaper here in Nashville <clears throat> before I got fired. But that's another story for another day. But 
in one of my most popular column ever was written uh, was a, a, a psychologist take on why you shouldn't you, uh, make New Year's resolutions. There's a lot of people out there who think they're booey. They're bunk. What is going on in the Breakwell house right now? I was letting Luna listen to your madness here so she could hear what she doesn't want to do with her life. I want better for her, so I wanted her to hear the garbage you were spewing out as a negative example. So she knows just how bad things she could be. Just how lucky she could have been to have an owner like you. So please continue as you upset my pig for the second week in a row. No. Any animal wants to be in this house because Mrs. Steve will treat them like kings and queens. Like, uh, your, your pig would not be taken care of better than if Mrs. Steve got a hold of him or her in Luna's case. Oh, no. Wait, Gilly's a girl, too, isn't yes, she? Yes, all my pigs are girls. Everything in this house is a girl except for me and the dog. <laughs> and they're interchangeable on some nights. <laughs> Yeah, so I can't believe you wrote a column saying you shouldn't make New Year's resolutions then, and everybody just went along with this, and then you got fired, and those things weren't related at all? No, they weren't related at all. The firing was like six days later. Oh, that's totally, totally disconnected. That's not true. That was hyperbolic. But the firing probably happened a year and a half later, and it's because my editor got fired, and so new management came in. I had a radio show here for a while, too, that was going up on Clear Channel and getting syndicated, but then the management got wiped out, and my partner and I got fired along with him. And you've never been Media the same is hard, since. man. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> I wasn't really all that right in the head in the first but place. But now so you're here with me making, you know, $5 in Guam quarters of fate a year, and things couldn't be better. So thank goodness everything worked out <laughs> along the way. Thank goodness your life has been powered by New Year's resolutions so you can keep striving in that upward trajectory to overcome those past defeats. Because despite what you're saying, I think deep down you're a very ambitious goal setter. And this is is uh, a goal for you. Being being on here with me, the, the great James Breakwell, this is something you've always wanted for yourself. And now you get guest appearances for my pig and, and things are moving up in the world. So New Year's resolutions help people achieve this level of mediocre success. And if we don't make New Year's resolutions, this is where we'll stay, but I'm going to keep making New Year's resolutions. So next year, instead of eight listeners, we'll have 10, and then maybe 12, and then maybe 11, because let's be honest, we can't retain all those. <laughs> then maybe back to 12 if somebody clicks on it accidentally. And that's how we keep going up, by making New Year's resolutions <clears throat> to give people the product they deserve. Aggressive mediocrity. That's my motto. <laughs> and my life is powered by Breakwell. And where do you have to be in life when a guest appearance by a pig becomes the highlight of your career? Right here. Know, right here. <laughs> Starting to get more depressed again. Roll the dice and teach people how they can vote for me. And by the way, both of our scorekeepers gave 100% opposite results to me. I don't know if you were tagged in on those. One said that I won, and the other said you won, and the numbers were the same. So one of them had our... Uh, our dice roll numbers reverse. You know what? Let me double check because I actually got those messages too. Thank you both. Thank you to Carol and Sarah for bringing those in. Let me double check these wonderful numbers here because the people need to know. We, we need to brag about this on air. This is very important. But only if I want. Otherwise, you can forget about it. Hold on a second. I got I got to type here. It's just, typing is hard. This is all right. I got some wonderful podcast. This is great pod. Yes, as they yes. say in the industry. Okay, so according to Sarah. She said that I had 587 votes total, and you had 504 votes total. And according to Carol, she said... 
I don't know. I go. I can't find. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Here it is. Steve won 587 to 504. So I guess the question is, what numbers did we have? Yes, and I posed <laughs> that to both of them, and I didn't really get resolution from either of them. So I think we can both rest assured that I won. <laughs> okay, so we have our, our first ever split decision with the same numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and neither you nor I took the time to double check. So one of us <laughs> won James, with 587 this... votes, and that's important. But this week it'll be so decisive there won't, there won't be a split decision. Yeah. I will win decisively. So if you want to vote for me and and New Year's resolutions and decisive victories and pig guest stars, vote for 66. If you want to vote for Steve and mediocrity and giving up on life before it even really gets started, vote for 24. And if you want to throw your vote away to throw off the totals, Vote for 43. James, your two-intern system of hiring has really paid dividends so far. Okay, so first of all, we don't pay them, so I feel like we can't criticize their work. <laughs> Second of all, you and I both had hours and hours to double-check the results, and neither of us bothered to do it, which is why we had to have interns in the first place. We just couldn't be bothered. So I'm not criticizing their work. I'm criticizing your work. Oh, so my work. I just work. want to make okay, that Okay, just clear. so we're clear. I will go back and double-check after this, but I'm 100% sure I actually <laughs> won. Everyone so. cares. Yes, all right. yes. All right. What was the topic even last week? It was a very important one, I know. It was gift wrap. Gift or, wrap. Uh, gift box, gift bags, or gift wrap. Well, obviously, I won that. Gift wrap is better. You know that. Come on. Come on. Also, Nobody knows that because I won last week. Just ask Carol. Also, another feature I was going to do today that I totally forgot about, uh, our number one fan, <laughs> Judy, Judy P. in Canada, sent me mittens. Yeah? Yeah, I remember the mittens versus gloves debate. <laughs> yeah, she sent me mittens. Canadian mittens from the Canadian Olympic year. They were they were all super warm and stuff. <sighs> a pair for everybody in the family uh, because I believe I won that debate too. So that, that's what happens. Success, oh, success begets success. So maybe since I won last week, I'll get some gift wrap in the mail. Who knows? The sky's the limit because I wow. believe in New Year's resolutions. I believe in bettering myself and making the world a better place. Close this out, Steve. Judy, Judy P., I think you remember I wore a Canadian moose shirt one day. Judy P. came and saw me in Toronto and brought a gift package with her. I got like maple syrup and candy and it was a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Judy P. is our super fan for sure. Yes, especially since she always agrees that I won, so... She has good taste. Right. No, I, I don't. That's not what she said to me. Clo no. Close us she out. She said, you're the only one I have eyes for. Everybody everybody stopped listening five minutes ago when I had to look up the results. Just get us out of here. <laughs> Everyone except Judy. So, to Judy, I say thank you for watching and thank you for listening. I'm sure Judy P. does both every week. She is that dug in as a fan. Until next week, when this is going to get better, we promise. At some point, you will figure out how to make this thing work. But until then... This is Steve, Dr. Steve Olivas for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. Wait, he's this way. I'm sorry. James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. Don't look the other way. You'll miss his wonderful angelic countenance. Until then, saying two wrongs can make a right.